100,000 victims who are forced to serve at least five customers a day. It means children are bought and sold 500,000 times a day in America. These guys, if they even get arrested, are bargaining down to a low-level felony and a fine, maybe a few days in jail, if any, even with the new laws. We have to change that. Hello, and welcome to Invading the Darkness, stories from the fight against child sex trafficking, featuring Linda Smith, the founder of Shared Hope International. Join Linda as she shares stories from her 23 years of fighting the battle of domestic minor sex trafficking. Our desire is that each episode of Invading the Darkness will help you understand the importance of fighting child sex trafficking, as well as equip you to join in that fight. Have you ever paid for sex? In this episode, Linda asks that question, not to expose or shame, but to reveal the harsh truth behind child sex trafficking. Listen as Linda tells you the story of Lacey, a 13-year-old girl coerced into a life of pain by both her trafficker and the buyers. I did a TED Talk in Portland, Oregon that opened with this line. Have you ever paid for sex? If you have, raise your hand. Two men did in the 3,000 and quickly put them down. I continued to say I'm not talking about when you pay for dinner and expect a return on your investment, but have you bought prostitution? The 3,000 people in the audience sucked in air and didn't seem to make another sound for the next 20 minutes. I then pointed at the neck of a child with the barcode and said, if you paid for sex in Portland and she had a tattoo that looked like this, you might have bought Lacey. Well, this is what child sex trafficking looks like. Brands and tattoos are used by traffickers to show ownership. And let me make this very clear. Children sporting them could be in danger. Lacey was in middle school, a very good student and part of the church youth group. She's kind of like the kid you want your daughter to be. She lived really pretty close to the Colosseum that I was speaking in. Her dad was in Iraq. Her mom worked double shifts at a nursing home, so she watched her 10-year-old sister and little brother after school. Unknown to her mother, a man in his early 20s had hung around her school in her neighborhood for months until he was no longer a stranger to Lacey. He would listen to her, tell her her eyes sparkled, and she was definitely more mature than her age of 13. Soon, she secretly considered him her boyfriend, down deep in her heart. In time, he took sexually explicit photos of her. She was sold for sex to five Johns the first night he decided to turn her. She later described the Johns as guys old like her dad and granddad. Before taking her home, her captor reminded her about the pictures he had taken and threatened to show them to her friends at school and, yes, her church youth group. He reminded her that he knew where she came from and threatened to get her little sister if she told on him. This went on for weeks with her living at home, going to school, but going with him to the Portland strip clubs. 
this all what her mother thought she was at a youth group. Demand for her became so high that he just kept her one day. The desire for her exotic look kept her in demand, and she was sold to countless men for nearly 18 months. He told her she was now a prostitute, and the law said she was a criminal. She was arrested several times, proving the pimp was right. And no man who bought this innocent child ever went to jail. Why? It begins with words, because words have power. Child sex trafficking has hidden behind language for decades. John, just an ordinary guy guilty of bad judgment. Prostitute, one day a child, the next labeled by the law as a criminal. Well, I think you know that no girl wakes up and looks in the mirror and says, when I grow up, I want to be a prostitute. I want to be used by men however they wish. I want them to jab me any place they like, bloody my nose, knock out my teeth, blacken my eyes, and then go home to their own families. When I grow up, I don't want to marry and have babies or become a doctor or teacher because when I grow up, I want to be a prostitute. The state laws reflect this deep bias even today. While we find law enforcement trying to treat these children like victims, prostitution laws criminalize children's even yet, in 19 states, which is why Lacey was arrested. I've helped many girls like Lacey. Shared Hope's team has spent over 10 years researching the worldwide marketplace where women and children are sold for whatever sex acts the buyers desire. As I presented the research on America to Congress, I summarized our findings with these words. I looked into the trafficking markets and saw us. It wasn't about them over there coming across our borders. It was typical American men buying sex acts with American children. Over 100,000 kids are in the market. A common age they're lured into prostitution is 14, many much younger. Johns are getting more deviant, requiring violent and degrading sex acts that the women in their lives would never allow. The younger the child is, the more men will pay. Some kids are still being arrested for prostitution, while the men who buy them are often not charged and prosecuted with the serious crime they committed. So how can we change this injustice? We have to change our laws. For the last 10 years, Shared Hope International has been analyzing the laws in every state and giving their legislators a report card that shows how they measure up to protect their children. In November 2021, we will issue our 11th annual report card to each state. When we began, over half of the states had failing grades. Then in the basics of the law, they raised their grades to an average of a B. At first, that sounded great, but then we took a deeper look at the laws specific to buyers, and we were shocked to find that many states only made it a misdemeanor to purchase sex with a child. So we worked on tackling that, and 10 years later, all states make buying sex with children a felony. This year, the report cards raised the bar. No longer the basics, as if you're in grade school, but college, graduate level, making sure that we can actually implement the basic laws. But let's do the math. 
100,000 victims who are forced to serve at least five customers a day. It means children are bought and sold 500,000 times a day in America. These guys, if they even get arrested, are bargaining down to a low-level felony and a fine, maybe a few days in jail, if any, even with the new laws. We have to change that. In our report, based on researching buyers through the Demanding Justice Project, we found an increasing number of people being arrested across our nation for shopping for children. But of the few who were being prosecuted, we found that in 26% of the cases, the men actually walked out the door after sentencing. And of the rest, if they were sentenced to jail at all, 85% of their sentences were suspended, meaning they didn't have to serve their full time. 99% of buyers were men, and their ages ranged from 18 to 89 years old. 65% of the buyers held positions of authority and trust, and 56% worked with children directly. These are predators. They should go to jail. And you're thinking, why? Why aren't they? Again, we need to look to us. Originally, when prosecutors were asked, why are they bargaining for such low penalties and not taking these cases before a jury, some said it's because 100% of the jury won't see the exploitation. Some will only see a prostitute and a John, who might remind them of their son, husband, or father. Well, we are the jury. How do we change this injustice? First, we change our own perception. None of us ever thought it was about girls like lazy, but adults making adult choices. Our perception influences our words and our actions, so we must start here. Next, we change our language. The words we use direct the future we want. He is an exploiter, serious child predator, criminal, and danger to society not worthy of the good name of John. Lacey is not a prostitute. She's an exploited child, a victim of a series of horrible crimes committed by numerous people, often ignored by society. Sometimes it's hard to make changes, but we've done it before. For decades, women cried out for intervention and protection from violent husbands. These incidents were called domestic disturbances. Only when the noise level got too loud in the home would the police come to the front door and knock. And when the door opened, the occupants would be asked to stop disturbing the neighbors. Only when a few body bags came through those same doors did we have a chance to shine light into the darkness of domestic violence. There are now domestic violence laws across our land requiring intervention and protection for the victims of domestic violence. First, we change our perception, then we change our language, now we change our laws. If there is not a buyer, there will not be a child snatched up by a trafficker for the market the buyer has created. Finally, we change our response. When we can spot the signs, we can protect our family and friends. When more people know, the world becomes a smaller place for people who buy and sell sex acts with children. So, here's what to look for. An older boyfriend that she's keeping secret 
even from her best friend. He has no job, but significant wealth. She has a new expensive item of clothing or jewelry, a sign of ownership like a tattoo of money, a name, or special symbol, which is his way of showing other pimps that she is his property. Bruises, cuts, and burns, the child tries to cover up and hide. Knowing these signs saved a life. A teenage boy in rural southwest Washington rescued his friend, Brianna, from a trafficker. His dad had taught him the signs of trafficking, and he had the courage to report it. Her story inspired us to create the film Chosen. Chosen is a resource that teaches youth the signs of trafficking so they can protect themselves and their friends. Change our perception, change our language, change our laws, and change our response. And let's start today. Thank you for listening to Invading the Darkness, stories from the fight against child sex trafficking. If you would like to learn how you can help put an end to child sex trafficking, please visit sharedhope.org slash action. New episodes of Invading the Darkness are released every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a five-star rating as well as a written review. Join Linda in Episode 2 and learn how traffickers choose their victims very methodically while grooming them for a period of weeks or months.